You are listening to Announce, Season 3, Episode 17, The Atypical Performer. You are listening to Announce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. I got a question for you. What does it take to be a star and a great performer? Typical answers might be a great voice, the ability to be a bit edgy and get people's attention, a great smile, well-spoken, a cutting-edge wardrobe, be absolutely relatable to what's happening now, sexy and educated, with extraordinarily good looks and a willingness to push societal boundaries. A lot of the really popular performers today also include a big ego with some self-importance and an unhealthy amount of arrogance. I mean, what the heck? What are you if you don't show everybody you know your worth? Well, okay. But I'd like to tell you a story about a performer who was anything but what you'd think a great and loved star and performer should be. He was atypical. Compared to today, and quite frankly much of the past, he was quite uncommon. You wouldn't have guessed it. He was the kind of guy that everybody loved, but that really didn't appear to be a natural fit for the spotlight. A lot of folks today probably don't know who he is. You might ask a parent or a grandparent about him. They'll remember. Who knows? Maybe you can guess it before I tell you near the end of the episode. For now, we'll call him Francis. Little Francis was born the son of Italian immigrants on February 10, 1893. His father, Bartolomo, was a barber on the Lower East Side of New York City, and to his mother Rosa's delight, Francis served as an altar boy in the local Roman Catholic Church. When he was still young, his family moved to New Orleans to find better opportunities. It was there that Francis learned to play the piano and fell in love with jazz, ragtime, and vaudeville. Francis dropped out of school during seventh grade to play piano with his cousin and namesake, and Francis fit right in, as long as he kept his mug behind the piano, as he was not that good-looking. But it wasn't long before he moved on to playing with some of the best that the Big Easy had to offer in the early 1900s. From behind the piano, he did great. Because in front of the piano, well, as we mentioned, he wasn't much to look at. And his voice, well, kind of like a bucket of gravel and singing, honestly. Melodic was not a word you'd use to describe it. His speech, kind of an accent with the Lower East Side of Manhattan and a little Deep South, just to keep you confused. In spite of all that, he became an item in New Orleans. When he was in his early 20s, Francis was back in New York, where he fell in with a group of jazz musicians from New Orleans. They performed in a band called the Original New Orleans Jazz Band. 1919 was a great year for the band. Francis started a shtick where he'd pop up and interrupt the music to tell a joke, with the band hitting a chord to punctuate every laugh line. People loved it. And by 1920, the band was named after him. He started to step out from behind the piano. Francis continued working and rose up the ladder to perform on radio and in vaudeville. Francis was different. 
He wasn't what anyone would expect a great star to be. But his humor, his personality, and his love for performing for an audience made a connection with people. When you looked at him, Francis was not really remarkable, except for a most remarkable feature that he called his schnozola, which is an Italianized form of Yiddish, schnoz, meaning big nose. It became his trademark. That big nose and his gravelly voice singing out a simple song like Inka Dinka Do and so many others. He'd belt it out, take a break for a joke or two between the chorus, and with the punchline he would grab his collar and tie with his left hand, tilt his head a little, and share a big toothy grin. He looked ridiculous. He sounded ridiculous, and he knew it. It was all a part of the bit. Francis had a great, long career running from the 1920s to the 1970s. James Francis Durante passed away on January 29, 1980, but not before making a name and a place for himself on the radio, in silent film, and in major motion pictures such as Zigfield Follies and It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World. Jimmy Durante, the great schnozola as he called himself, his voice appeared in animated movies and Saturday morning cartoons. He had a variety show that ran on television for three years in the 1960s, and he performed with greats like Buster Keaton, Pearl Bailey, Linda Ronstadt, and Harry James, to name a very few. Jimmy Durante was a man filled with love for kids, and he was very active in charity work to benefit them. He was a Shriner, and often performed in concerts with proceeds going to the kids. At one point, Jimmy started to end his performances with the tagline, Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. There continues a bit of mystery as to who Mrs. Calabash is. The true meaning of this line escaped most everyone, and Jimmy never said what it was about. But one theory is that in 1961, as he and his troop were traveling, they stopped at a diner in Calabash, North Carolina. He was so taken by the place, with its wonderful food, great service, and conversation, he loved the place so much, he loudly promised to make the owner famous. Well, he didn't use her real name, but could Mrs. Calabash be the owner of that diner? Maybe so. So here's the ounce. Jimmy Durante was a guy who knew who he was. He was not tall, not good-looking, not debonair. He was a guy with an affable personality, a plain-looking guy with a big nose and not much of a voice and he loved to laugh at himself and make others laugh with him. He knew what made him happy. Music, performing, and a good joke. And he knew what made people happy, and he helped them forget about themselves. Jimmy showed us an example. We don't have to be one of the beautiful people to have people be glad to see us. And we don't have to have much of a voice to get joy out of singing a song either. So figure it out and make peace with who you are. Then smile and have a good time. It will lift you and everyone around you. And that's it, an ounce submitted for your consideration. Thank you for listening, subscribing to, and sharing an ounce. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. Jim, I see how you and Jimmy Durante have something in common. Oh, really? Is it is it like my good looks? My velvety voice? My hypnotic eyes? No, that's not it. Oh, okay, I see. Ah-cha-cha.
<laughs> Dang it. I love you. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.